Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Well, we have an exciting announcement. Well, Brenna has an exciting announcement. It has absolutely nothing to do with me. Um, <laughs> we but... have an exciting announcement. <laughs> yes. Would you like to share your happy news? I'm engaged now, which is nice. Um, it's not to Anna Claire. Thank God. To anybody that stands our relationship or ships us, not stands our relationship. <laughs> I got my fan terms mixed up. Um, but yeah, it was really cute. It was like on Christmas and my family had already known because he went out to dinner with them a couple weeks before. Um, that was cute. So we got to spend Christmas Day with them. And so it wasn't like a surprise to anyone except me and Martin's dad because we kept Martin's dad has been begging for this for longer than anybody else. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it was very sweet. We've been together for almost eight years now. <laughs> so yeah. And I remember so. very early on, you were already kind of talking about this. I mean, I saw like in my journal in high school, I was like, it was, I mean, right after we started dating, I was like, I definitely want to get married to this person. So I feel like you can only say that once you're actually married to someone or like have been with them for a long time because otherwise people think you're crazy. You guys went through a lot together. Yeah. December was a good month. Yeah. For us. We didn't have a podcast, but but we still had a good month without you, listeners. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, it was better than any other. (laughs) Um, But we're talking about projects today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. But anyways, I want to say congratulations to Brenna, but we are talking about projects today. Yes. And I have a lot of questions that I wrote down for Brenna because this is something (laughs) that I am... Sorry to spring that on you, but this is something that I... This is actually an interrogation. Yes, it really is. This is something I'm genuinely curious about. People in my life, like I am fascinated by how they approach and complete power through creative projects. Even though I majored in studio art, I know... (laughs) very little about it from a formal perspective I just know what I do and what works and what doesn't work for me and what sometimes works for me Um, and I know a little bit about what works for Brenna since we do have a creative project together but I'm interested to hear more you mean our children's you mean our children's book about using the potty I wish (laughs) or this podcast our children's book would not be about using the potty it would be about conflict resolution tell me I'm (laughs) wrong (laughs) I think as older sisters who were roommates together with our specific story, which check out episode one. If- oh, God. <laughs> okay, anyways, Brenna, how do you do projects? <laughs> I mean, the issue with me and what I'm trying to deal with right now is because I'm currently trying to write something new for the first time in like a decade. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, but like, it's just really hard because I've, you know, the past 10 plus years I've been like editing the same books so like I don't even know how to really like draft or like how to I know how to write because I've obviously written like projects in college and Mm -hmm. short stories and stuff and I like I've obviously rewritten these stories plenty of times but like I've never written I haven't written a full manuscript from scratch in you know like a decade so it's Mm -hmm. just it's like scary and because there's no like I haven't been um, very strict with myself up until now because it's just kind of like when I felt like it until like the couple past couple years when I've been trying to actually get published um, I like was never strict I would just like write when I felt like it and these stories like once every year when I felt like it mm-hmm. um, but like once I started actually getting trying to get published it's been more of like I have to give myself deadlines and stuff but I don't really because I just have no willpower and like that's what I miss about school assignments but with a novel it's just so much harder because you have to break it up into like little chunks and yeah. like it's hard to just it's very overwhelming. Um, so I don't know how I do projects. I'm really working on that. <laughs> well, perfect timing then. <laughs> yeah. Um, same, actually. I 
on the flip side, I feel really good about where I am right now, project-wise. Mm-hmm. But I think I've sort of embraced the nebulousness of it all. Noticing patterns of behavior and sort of embracing the benefits of my behavior and capitalizing on it has been very helpful lately. And so has, like, the people in my life. Having creative, informed people. Like, yes, it's one thing to have creative people in your life, but creative people who know about art or who know about writing, I think, is especially helpful. And when you can get not only enthusiastic support from them, but also honest feedback... I think is like super key and then just having that like relationship where you can talk about stuff and get excited like i said i'm embracing the nebula that's a good catchphrase thank you it's very it's just it's tough because go ahead i was just gonna say it sounds very lesbian to me embracing the nebula anyway i don't know why but (laughs) (laughs) um i i understand (laughs) it's just hard because it does feel like you're writing when i was writing for so long like as a kid i was obviously totally writing in a vacuum Mm -hmm. because i didn't like feel confident sharing anything with anyone um and now it's like just trying to find people it's not it's not even that hard like there's writers everywhere Mm -hmm. um it's just like i don't know i want more in my in my real life other than you yeah and like i don't even know if i have anybody else so it's just like it is tough to find like good um critique partners like that you have for your whole career like I hear authors talk about like critique partners that they've had for their whole career and that they always trust with like helping them with every part of the aspect every you know aspect of publishing and writing but it's like I where do you get that I guess it's us but like we don't really write so I don't well know. I can do some more critiquing for you if you want we might have to shift our schedule around or maybe even incorporate some of it into this yeah but I can totally I mean that's my job now is editing so I'm getting pretty good at it that is true you're not wrong about that so yeah and I told you I think, so many times yeah. I'm very invested in your success like I see it for you I know, I know it's gonna happen and if you need my help <laughs> I'll be there baby I know oh that's so sweet thank you yeah but yeah I don't I think the biggest part is like just getting myself to do shit and it that sucks yeah it's very hard <laughs> so hard okay well my even if it's something you love and like really want like it's still you still can procrastinate those things and nobody really tells you that but like even if it's something you like love doing it's just like i don't know yeah because it's so daunting or what have you so someone told me that um i mean it's different for writing and art too i've not applied this well i mean i guess i've applied this to writing but i've also never finished a full manuscript so this is probably part of it that it's helpful to have lots of different creative projects happening at once and then you can like dip in and out as you lose steam sometimes with a novel you just gotta buckle down and turn that shit out which brings me to my next question what kind of projects do you actually finish i mean i it the issue with what i'm struggling with starting a new story is like i have fallen in love with these characters for a decade how many times Mm -hmm. can i say that and like it's just so hard to get into because the part of writing that i fall in love with is is just being in the world and the characters and you know i'm sure what most people fall in love with and um it just like you feel like you're a part of it or like you're the puppeteer um (laughs) and these are like your babies and that's the hardest thing with any creative project um especially one that you have to blindly send out to a bunch of strangers and get rejections on so I feel like I've I don't I don't even know what the question was what do I finish I don't know (laughs) my books are still too short probably for the genres they're in so maybe I've never finished anything (laughs) so well as you were talking, it occurred to me that also as a kid, you really embraced the whole writing up your fantasies 
like fully yeah. for your first round it would just be a story about like you and like a crush or something and yeah but you yeah. were able to turn it into in like add layers but I think that's also part of what got you through it possibly is that it was personal in that way as well it's interesting mm-hmm. yeah for sure my first book is like based off a dream uh-huh. and then my second book is like based is just a fan fiction that I basically turned into a book yeah um so yeah no I I get that and it's just like I want to come up with I want to come up with something new that I'm like this Brenna who's 25 25 yeah I'm 25 right mm-hmm. um I'm not I'm 26 now <laughs> I know but anyways you were talking about <sighs> yeah, something just, actually go, important what? and relevant 25-year-old yeah. Brenna coming up with unique ideas. Obamacare isn't important and relevant in 2022. Nah, it's shitty. <laughs> S- sorry, but <sighs> I'm not a fan of the website. Let's just put it at that. Yeah, like, I want I want to write something that is, the idea is coming from 25-year-old Brenna, and I'm kind of having, like, mm-hmm. I'm having struggles with that because I haven't like brainstormed new things in so long and I just want to get that like and I think it's going to come with like watching more content that I don't make Mm -hmm. reading more content that I don't make and like um stuff like that and like you said having other creative projects when I get frustrated to go to um so I think that's just what I'm struggling with most is like how do I come up and we 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 talked about this when we were talking about college and like we both reuse stories in our mm-hmm. creative writing classes because like that's just what you do because it's easier and you know the characters and so and you're so fucking proud of it and you've been proud of it for years and you haven't had anyone to share it with so by the time you get to a college writing yeah. class you're like look at how amazing i am yeah that being said some of my favorite things that i wrote for those classes were brand new things so okay what projects do i finish same answer you've probably written more than me like all total maybe I don't know I don't think that's true <laughs> I don't know I don't know it's nice to know that you think so though because it shows like we just assume other people do more shit than us our imposter syndrome yeah, yeah. exactly I heard someone yeah. say imposter syndrome occurs more in super successful people so I'm like holding on to that fun fact like this means I'll probably be successful as much as I hate a lot of hippy dippy shit like I just want to manifest this I know. Like, can I just do it Right? Like, I know that doesn't work, but, like, I just want... Please. Can't hurt. Right now, I am um, applying to this woman's arts group, and putting all of that stuff together has been easy because I just have more of the business side of creativity. I have all the items, or at least, like, a very established way to create those items. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, how to tag it and how to... And, like, what my curated submission is going to be. So it's... That's been nice, mm-hmm. and I guess it's also just a way to look back at everything I've achieved over the last couple of years, which might be also why I'm feeling so good about myself right now. <laughs> um, I mean, I do the same thing. I probably reread, I reread old shit <gasps> to my detriment because I read it more than I write new stuff. So I love doing that too, though. I feel like I never hear writers talk about that, like just rereading and rereading old shit. It feels so good yeah. sometimes. I mean, it's also sometimes it's sometimes it's awful, but... but other times it's like yeah. I noticed that when I was like editing like my books like once a year through like high school and college, I just felt like sometimes I'd reread it and I'd be like, "This is awful," and other times I would be in just such a different mind and be like, "This is great." It's just so weird <laughs> how how that works and like how it, it's on different days. You're just totally yeah shitty and yeah. <laughs> 
I feel the same way looking back at old artwork too, which I've been doing more lately. Um, which I'll talk more about later because it has to do with my master strategy. Um, <laughs> when it comes to structuring a project, like a game plan for a project, are you structured, loose, or a combination? I would say, like, I mean, obviously I was not really structured at all for years and years, mm-hmm. but now for like this new stuff, I feel like I'm trying to be very structured because I feel like that's my personality now and that will be beneficial to me. Because for so long I've just been putting like, putting like story beats and like retroactively doing everything to stories I wrote so long ago and I didn't plot them at all. So I've just been retro, ret, retro, <clears throat> retroactively uh, <laughs> doing that stuff. And that's obviously not ideal and that's not what you want. Like you want to, it's just that I was like a pantser growing up and I just wrote whatever and it was always come so naturally. And now I'm trying to be more of like a plotter and really try and get like, this is what a story is like I just need to at least have these in my head while I'm writing mm-hmm. um so I'm trying to be I'm like trying to be a lot more intentional with how I'm kind of like okay this is the first step like you're gonna you're gonna like write out the characters and all their stuff and do like character profiles then the next step is like getting kind of what the main scenes need to be and then like just kind mm-hmm. of little like breaking it up into as tiny as I can to actually get me to do it and that's just like that's kind of where I am now with like this newer project is just kind of trying to plot it and figure out what the heck I want to do with it. Um, so the writing part is going to be very daunting, but for this kind of thing, <laughs> do you like write down I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, or is it in your brain? Is it in a phone notes? Is it in a Google Doc? So I use I use Todoist and Notion. Okay. Which people. A lot of writers I know use like Notion for sure, and it's like a huge productivity thing that Martin showed me. Um, oh. But it's basically like just you, you use like it's just like to do lists. So I make sure to write everything down so I don't go crazy. Mm-hmm. Basically, is what I do. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'd like I kind of have like step one, which is like the plotting stage, and then all the little tasks I need to do in that, and then like the drafting stage, and then like break it down into scenes and write this scene. Like I try and make it as broken out as possible so I don't get completely overwhelmed because. Mm-hmm. A novel is like the longest thing in the world when you don't have anything written down. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying, but like I said, I haven't actually like completed a project that way or like I use that, use that process of like writing down little steps and going that way when I was finishing up my book that I'm still querying now. And like that definitely helped. It helps keep my head not from, from not going crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I always have to, I like, I've always been a list person, so that definitely helps. With my art specifically, I've decided I want to work on, like, the finished quality of it. Um, I just haven't liked how it looks. Or, looking back at it, it just seems, like, unprofessional. And, like, ideally, if I ever want to submit it, use it for an application to something, or etc. I just think I need the quality to be higher. So I've been focusing on lots of different things, like composition, brushstroke... Um, like an initial vision before I sit down, not spending. I thought you too just much. said breaststroke, and I was like, "Are you swimming too?" Wow. No. <laughs> breaststroke, yes, my favorite. Yes, my breaststroke. Um, <laughs> such a weird word. Um, I know. <laughs> but having like a concentrated vision, because especially, I mean, like you, my drawing and my writing practices both came out of like joy like a self-soothing like fun thing 
So I would just sit yeah. down and do what I wanted to do. But when you're trying to execute a vision on a timeline, or even not on a timeline, if you have a specific thing in mind, it does help. It's worse when you're on a, when you're off a timeline because then you just don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep procrastinating. That's true, but at least you finish. Yeah. Or yeah. I meant when you're on a timeline. Eventually, like. But when you're off yeah. a timeline... But when you're off a timeline, you're just doing it for you. But basically, so for this, mm-hmm. I, a year or so ago, I started subscribing to this one digital artist I like on Patreon. And she talked about how she did like monthly goals and like monthly reflections. And I did that for a couple months um, and then fell off the wagon. But so I started it like in the summer, this summer, and then fell off. Like I've been continuing to focus on improving my quality and... For a while I got unmotivated, but then recently I like looked back at those notes that I had made and I'm trying to focus on, I feel like even just taking a break, even though it wasn't conscious, um, really gave me some space to reflect on what I have achieved. Yeah, I think that taking, I mean, obviously having, taking breaks or being forced to take a break is honestly usually always good. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like super, super long. But even if it's super long, like, work on something else. Mm -hmm. Don't not work on anything. Well, and I'm, my brain, I'm so forgetful that, like, I'll make goals and, like, a month will go by. And, like, sometimes it's bad. Like, I just found when prepping for this episode this phone note that I made about using my weekly stories that I write for work as a way to practice, like, connecting to people's heartstrings. And I haven't been Mm -hmm. doing that, at least not on purpose. Like, I haven't been working on yeah. that at all. I would like to, and hopefully I will now that I've found it. Um, but then with this art stuff, because I did adhere to it long enough to create somewhat of a habit, I looking back at my art that I created when I wasn't doing monthly check-ins, I was still focusing on those specific aspects, and improvements were continuing to be made, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, and then when I finally did remember and checked in again, I what there was a drop off, and that's probably why I thought to check in again. Um, but as soon as I noticed that and checked back in, things went up much more quickly than they did before. I think me in the past would have been like, oh, I'm shitty, like, but I'm trying to embrace that now because there are some benefits to it. I've heard on one thing I listened to a while ago that was like it's not a goal until you write it down which is like very true but also like what if you forget where you wrote it down (laughs) right (laughs) but the simple act of writing it down even if you're like me and you have a goldfish brain goldfish the simple act of writing it down does help like I just found I made this little sticky note about date like a while ago and I just found it again even though it was like right next to my desk and I'm like Oh, like that specific intention has paid off. Wow. And I wow. crumpled it yeah. up and recycled it. And I'm like, good for you, Anna Claire. On the other hand, there are, I just had to get rid of like a big pile of unlooked at sticky notes because sometimes I get like paranoid about, because you know when you really start to get those creative juices flowing? Gross. Um, and you just like <laughs> have ideas all the time and you have to write them down. Yeah. Like, but then a lot of them, you don't, you just don't have time to do anything with it or they're shitty or like whatever. I get often paralyzed by not being able to write down an idea. I used to go into like into the bathroom at church and like get a napkin and like find a pen, like quickly write down a character idea that I had that was important for some fucking reason. (laughs) Um, 
Just write it in the STM gather books. I know, right? <laughs> just rip out pages and scroll. No, I I totally get that. I think I've the fact that now we have cell phones has made that a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But uh, for sure, when we were younger. Yeah, I was very much the same way. Um, I think I. But now that I've like gotten rid of, if I wrote like a ton of story ideas or things that I thought were bad, so I got rid of them. I'm like, I regret that in the future because then I'm like, well. What if this one idea, if even if I don't write this, what if it helps another idea come? Or I don't know. Yeah. I just kind of, because I'm so used to that. Like, I just want to write what I've already come up with because it's so much easier. No, definitely. It's very. I'm still stuck in that mindset. I mean, obviously, I still haven't finished this book. I haven't worked on it since, like, right before we started the podcast, I think. Or maybe right in the beginning of it. Yeah. It was right around that time, yeah. But I still have a phone note explicitly dedicated to that book it's miles long probably and I do still add to it occasionally and I'm excited to have that resource when I do dive back into the book I mean it's going to be overwhelming to go through but that's a good thing Mm -hmm. you know for a novel that's a good thing it's a lot easier to organize with the phone notes so thanks Apple thanks Steve okay do you wish your approach looked different yeah yes I mean I wish I feel like I'm I feel like for me, I'm doing everything right Mm -hmm. now, but I won't know until I'm actually, you know, finished with the project or even somewhat into it, really. Um, I think that I just want, I just like am willing myself so hard to like follow deadlines and stick with them. But I just get, I'm so black or white when it comes to thinking that way, that it's just kind of either way, it's like a struggle. Like if I don't make deadlines, I'll never do it. But then if I do, I get so frustrated if I don't meet them. It's like, (laughs) I just wish there was some, I mean, I'm sure most people are like that mm-hmm. when you when you're like doing it when it's not something that somebody else is telling you to do um it is just so much harder yeah. uh, to to do that and like set goals for yourself and and I'm not even like I, I can't imagine people that I've been following a lot of self-published authors and like they have to be like complete entrepreneurs and I can't even imagine um having to like sell your own books too and do just do all of that and and like set goals and all this stuff that just seems so like <laughs> just a lot like I can't imagine working for myself and having all that pressure on myself right now when I feel like I'm bad at deadlines (laughs) yeah deadlines are interesting I don't know about you but every day when I sit down for work I make a to-do list and often because I'm doing my editing job the social media job and then my own personal stuff there's usually items from each area of my life as well as like chores um yeah and usually, or it is highly unusual, like once in a blue moon, that I finish everything on my to-do list. And I don't overwhelm it mm-hmm. anymore. I try to keep it, I mean, I don't count the amount of things, but I don't fill yeah. a page. Um, as I've gotten a sense of what I'm capable of. But still, things roll over, and I used to feel really bad about it, and sometimes I still do. But someone told me once that how incredible it is that, like, when you get half of your to-do list done, because, like, that's, if you sit back and look at your to-do list for the day, like, that's a lot of things, and being able to just get half of them done is impressive. And I don't know why, but I just believed that person when they said it. (laughs) And (laughs) I was thinking about that earlier today, like, man, I'm really lucky I just believed that person when they said it, because it's really, like, made (laughs) my days a lot more enjoyable. Like, I'm okay with rolling things over. And, yes, sometimes that means I'll, like, roll things over for several weeks. But then, because it's there, you know, I have that awareness that it's been there. And then, finally, I'll make specific time to do it. Usually, that'll mean, like, 
I don't let myself do anything else that next morning but that thing. Yeah. Um, That's how I used to be with my old job because my old job was just, you know, doing a million different tasks because I was basically like an assistant. So I was doing like a ton of different things all the time. Mm -hmm. And now that I just work like a nine to five and do very much the same thing all day, it's like I have more, I almost have more freedom Mm -hmm. because I'm not, I'm not doing like, I'm specifically doing nine to five stuff during my nine to five. And then I am like time blocking and stuff. And like when I want to write or whatever after that. And it's just been a lot easier than having like, just kind of do whatever with work whenever you want. And then I think I, I like the structure more. Um, and that's part of the reason why I like, I definitely liked this job better than my last one. Cause I really do like the structure. And I think it's good for me to have that be separate, more separate and have my mind be less, jumbled all day because like I would do personal stuff like in the middle of the day like I would do stuff that mm-hmm. um and I still like do chores and stuff in the middle of the day um but I think it's it's better for me to have that separation so hmm. but yeah which means now I really don't have much on my to-do list except like personal stuff because I don't have like my job is pretty much the same every day so and if I don't get it done I don't get it done it just goes told them it's not like it's I need to do it that night like I would have had to my whole job so yeah, that's true. I like my structure now. It's probably partially because these are, like, part-time positions, too. So yeah, I'm able yeah, to yeah. incorporate, like, personal goals with writing and mm-hmm. creativity. But um, I definitely see the appeal of the other way around, too. Um, Plus, I write better at night anyway. So, like, I know, I know I'm not, like, going to wake up at 5 a.m. and do the whole writing before work. Like, I, I'm confident in the fact that I can write after work. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. Um, That's crazy. We're so different in that way. Like, maybe, I, I mean, I haven't really tried it. Maybe I, I'm just so not a morning person, and I don't know if my – all I can really do in the morning if I do wake up is, like, possibly work out because I've done that before, mm-hmm. but never, like – I don't think I can really do anything creative. But then again, I've never really tried if I try to write, I don't know. After the sun goes down, it's going to be one giant piece of shit. That's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, like I do. I when I get in like a groove, I, I can write like all night. Damn. And I like got into one of those grooves like a few months ago, and it was just the best feeling ever. And like I was like, I have not had this feeling in so long, and now I'm like, well, I haven't had that again. But I really haven't been writing, so it's my yeah. own fault. That makes me think of the scene in Little Women where, where she. Writes all night and then puts all of her pages of her book out on the floor. Um, well, my last question is, well, I guess I did a little sub-question for, do you think being self-critical in this way of, like, wishing your approach looked different is helpful? I think we sort of touched on that already. I think for me, it has been helpful, but right now I'm trying to embrace everything. Um, But I think both are valid and can be helpful. I agree. My closing question was, what are you working on right now? Which we have really kind of talked about throughout this, but is there anything else that we should know about? I mean, I was just kind of brainstorming stuff, and you're going to probably be like, what the fuck? (laughs) But I'm thinking about doing, like, kind of a fantasy (laughs) Yeah. Um, kind of like a contemporary fantasy, though. Like, so um, I have, like, a couple... I don't know how solid, like, the plot is, but I just... I wanted, like, kind of something where, um, like, a kid has magic powers and then they die and it gets transferred to, like, another kid in the town. And it's, like, based on, like, kind of a something that happened in the past that, like, I haven't figured that out yet that kind of 
um, I don't know, that like these these magical powers manifest in like one person, like one teenager at a time. I don't know. It always has to be a teenager. I'm going to have to find some way to shoehorn the fact that it's only a teenager in, but... <laughs> I like that, I just really wanted like Riverdale Teen Wolf vibes because that's what I like grew up with and that yeah. makes me feel like that those are some of the favorite parts about the stories that I've written before or I like I do really like just writing about high school and like high school football and like those kind of just aesthetics like high school aesthetic I love so I think that um I don't know it it does make me like excited I didn't think I would ever want to like write more contemporary stuff and like only contemporary stuff mm-hmm. but after writing the like romance that I did um that's it just I don't know I like it that's good I always thought I wanted to write more like strict genre fiction but I do I mean obviously there'll be fantasy elements but like I do really like just boring old high school (laughs) (laughs) as well which is cool so I don't know I'm trying to work on like characters and um the plot and kind of stuff like that but I feel like I don't really even remember how I came up with that idea but well, I, I think it started concept. with like a, I think it started with like a group like a teenage superhero group, but I feel like superheroes, superheroes are not like it's hard to write them well, mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's very daunting. And I know there's like only really one popular like, YA series, based on superheroes, and I've read I have not read it, but I own it, so I need to read it. Yeah, but no, I love that. Anyway, that's something very compelling about the way you presented it just now. Once you, if you develop it and get to the pitching stage, you yeah. should come back to this episode just to soundbite that sentence because it got me. I know, right? Hooked. Hooked. Yes, hooked. Did I talk about how helpful my deleted Instagram has been? No. Yeah. I think it's. Was that a hiccup or a laugh? That was a laugh, but it really did sound like a hiccup. It really is. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> just another thing that has contributed to the success of like my slow approach to creating like better finished artworks has been the fact that my Instagram got reported, probably by upset readers also sending me private messages. But I kind of. And I have a new one, but I'm not on it as much because, like, I'm not following all the people I was following and I don't have, like, these Mm -hmm. high-stakes followers who... I mean, not that I had that many followers, but I had a couple of um, personally important-to-me celebrities that, like, would regularly interact with my work. But not having this idea that I'm going to, like, post-in-progress artwork is so nice because I can just take my fucking time and I kind of never want to go back (laughs) like I think it's only going to be a place where I post like products from now on Mm -hmm. just because mixing the two is not good for me so yeah I think in some people I'm sure that could be a benefit like having like check-ins and stuff Mm -hmm. on Instagram or on social media and like I've done that before like if I'm in like a good spot like writing I'll like post about it but I yeah I I can totally see how that's stressful as hell and I would not want that (laughs) well I mean and there are some fun community aspects to it and like as a consumer Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that kind of content but like even it's just interesting I like paid way too much attention to what did well because I you could really if I wanted to I could have really just like only made the stuff that does well um but I don't think it would have made me a better artist I would just be stuck, like, making, like, sketchy tutorials um, that are sort of faked because I'm not, like, growing, or I wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think seeing, even though I loved the artist I was following, like seeing all of this amazing work all the time was not good for me either. I think there's a healthy balance of like, like when I've, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups of people trying to get published and like, there's a healthy balance of like, I definitely want to see some people succeeding in this industry, but then at the same time, if everyone's succeeding and I'm not, that's so frustrating. Yeah. It's just, you have to have like, you just have to know like when, what are your days where you just don't look at that stuff? Mm -hmm. Like if you're feeling super good about what you're doing, like then it's probably fine. But yeah, it's social media is just, you know, <laughs> social media. Agree. <laughs> um, yeah. And then also, you know, having supportive, creative, enthusiastic, yet talented people in your life is very helpful mm -hmm. um, with the specific same interests. And my fun recommendation is Bumble BFF, which I haven't oh, yeah. been on in a long time, but I did like several months ago. I was looking at it and I still have it on my phone, like for that specific reason. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a great place especially as a girl like it sucks if you're a guy because you're not really gonna find people in there sorry um <laughs> yeah but if you are a woman or gender neutral person looking for creative friends it's a very mm -hmm. nice place to at least have creative conversations with people and people get really excited to match like specific creative community people so highly recommend that i was gonna say the issue is like a lot of um a lot of writers like are on Twitter mm -hmm. and that's kind of what the main like that's kind of the main I think it's changing now more towards Instagram probably because Twitter can be stressful and scary mm -hmm. um but I think that a lot of writers uh like really benefit like I've benefited from people I've met on Twitter um just through like pitch contests and stuff and people that support me and like lift me up yeah. and that's been good for sure so there I mean you can find them anywhere as well totally like, social media is social media, which means you can find other people that may be cool. Mm -hmm. And also ruin your mental health. Yes. The end. Both. Both are possible. <laughs> um, and I don't know, invest in yourself. Try different things. Try the monthly thing. Try the by the seat of your pants thing. Try the mm -hmm. just try what feels right and practice um, embracing the results. That's my recommendation for the day. Even if it means your Instagram got deleted and you're just embracing that result. Who knew that would be a thing that I am enjoying right now? I mean, I'm still mad about it. Trust and believe. I mean, the way that, it, yeah, I mean, I'm, I would be mad too about the fact that it was, it was not, it was deleted by, you know, not your own, on not your own, yeah. not your own finger tapping the button to hit delete. Well, and I never <laughs> would have deleted it personally because like James Marster's tagged yeah. all i have to say to those people is thank you thank you very much i forgive you yeah <laughs> no i don't forgive you but thank you i know <laughs> but anyways that's all about all i have to say about projects and i think it's all brenna has to say too yeah i'm glad we had this talk it was perfect timing good hopefully you feel a little bit re-energized not let me know text me and we can talk about it next month <laughs> <laughs> okay Project management, new new name of the podcast. Oh God, I think that's the wrong title. <laughs> new title. Uh, somebody please reboot Julie and the Phantoms. It's probably going to be Disney Plus. The end. Okay. It hasn't been renewed. No, they said no season two. They officially canceled it. 
Yeah. People are very upset. So. Maybe they'll do a um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's what I'm thinking. They've done that with a lot of shows nowadays, so. Fingers crossed. Anywho. Okay, forget everything we just said and focus on getting Julian the Phantoms renewed for a second season. <laughs> yes, please. All two of you. Hey, I have a couple other friends that watch it and I'm, that watched it and loved it. So. No, I mean of I, our every listeners. Time I see it on my feed. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. We only have two listeners. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I feel bad for shitting on listeners all the time, but whatever. It's only our self-deprecating humor. We're not shitting on them for listening to yeah. us. We're shitting on us for not being great enough to have more than two listeners. You're totally right. Okay, maybe we need to examine We're great, that. but not that great. TBD, to be continued. Wait, what? To be continued. Okay, it's time for bed. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> to be determined, our status of our imposter syndrome. Yeah. Our healthy relationship with self-talk. Okay, it's time for bed. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> Love you too. Have a good night. Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at ObsessNaturally or email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com. Perfect. (laughs) 